0: chapter 12 part 2 of the nightland by william hope Hydson. this librivox recording is in the public domain the nightland chapter 12 downward of the gorge part 2 and so we went onward amid the smell that did be as of dead things and oft did we make pause and hark and had a great care as we did go by the dull fireholes and fire-pits that we should make no showing of ourselves in the light. And sudden, as we did go by a great pit that burned very deep and red, I reached back and caught mine own by the arm, and I set her gaze unto the right side of the gorge which was beyond the fire. And the maid went very still, as she did see the thing that was there, for in verity it was utter monstrous and did shine very wet-looking in the light of the fire. And truly it moved a little with the head, this way and that, stretching through the dark and the shadows as you shall see a slug to move, and with no speed or sound, and nowise seeming heedful of aught. But yet did I fear that it smelled us, if this might be, and this, as you shall think, to be a very natural fear. And alway, as I do mind, it seemed to go blindly somewise, or to have that slow and strange moving that doth make one to think of a blindness. But whether it did be truly blind, how shall I say, only that it was an utter monstrous brute, so great as the black hull of a ship, and very dreadful unto our hearts. And we moved not for a while save that I pulled own down into the hiding of the boulders of that part, and she to put her hand very anxious unto me yet not to be comforted as I did have to think, but to persuade me, lest that I go to some adventuring that should set me in a surer danger. And this I perceived in a little moment and loved her for her care. But indeed I had no mind to aught, save that we come clear of that place. And I watched the monster through places between the boulders, and surely in a little while it swayed the great head very slow and quiet unto the cliff, that did make that side of the gorge, and the brute set unto the cliff and began that it went upward with a strange moving of muscles that did go wavewise under the wet and horrid gleaming hide. And so in a little time it was gone quiet against the cliff, and the head part did be upward in the darkness above, so that it did be from our sight. But the monster body did be plain for a great way, and was seeming clung to the cliff and to come downward out of the dark, as that it did be a great black ridge of soft and dreadful life upon the face of the cliff, and the tail was something less balked and to taper, and did trail outward into the gorge upon the boulders. And surely the thing did seem as that it slept, but that odd whiles the tail did lift a little off the boulders, and curl somewise, and afterward come down again upon the boulders, mayhap in this place and mayhap in that place, as we did watch all hid. And it was as that our sense and our spirits did assure us that the thing had no wadding of us, but surely our fears did nigh to equal the comfort of this sweet reason, and to make us think otherwise. Yet in a time I made that we go forward together through the spaces that did be among the boulders, and I went creeping and the maid to follow likewise. And oft I did pause and made a watching upon the monster, but truly it moved not, save as I have told, and I kept a great heed upon the maid that she follow alway close unto my feet. And in the end we came safe from that place where the monster did be clung unto the great cliff in the night. And we went then for two great hours without adventure, save that once the maid touched me that we pause for that something went by us where we did be in an utter dark place of the gorge, and no fire-hole anigh. And I knew that the thing did be near even as the maid touched me. And caught I the maid in the dark and thrust her under the side of a boulder, and I crouched then before her with mine armor that I should protect her from any brutish thing, and the discos in my hand and afterward an horrid time of waiting and the stink of that part of the gorge grew very dreadful, so that it did be as that we should not breathe with the horror of the stink, and there went past us some horrid and utter monster that made neither sound nor anything, save that there seemed a strange noise that might be the breathing of a great thing. But yet did be all uncertain, in that the sides of the gorge cast the sound this way and that in an horrid whispering of echoes, so that we did not know whether the sound be made anigh to us or afar upward in the eternity of the night, where I did suppose the mountains to be joined over the gorge in a monstrous roof in that part. And presently the strange noisings died in the upward height and all about us, and the utter disgust of the stink went from us, so that we knew that the monster had gone past us and did make downward through the dark gorge and may have then to some lone and dreadful cavern of the world as I did think. And indeed, as I do mind, I had a sudden wonder at that time, and otherwise as it did chance, whether this way did be truly the olden way that the peoples of the lesser refuge did travel in the olden days. And surely, as I did suppose, they had come some other way, or the gorge to be different and less dreadful in the far-off years and this thing you shall agree with me to be a reasonable thinking." And after that the monster had gone a good while we went onward again, and with a great caution, and dreading alway lest that we come upon that monster in the darkness. But yet did we know by smell and by all our consciousness whether that we come nigh unto one of the monster slugs. Then in the end of the fifth hour in the dark part of the gorge, we came by the mouth of that great cavern upon our left, and you to remember the same. And I made pause in the darkness, and had the maid very gentle by the arm, that she should look with me. And I whispered how that I passed this place to my right upon mine upward way, and how that I did think there to be a plenty of monster caverns within the mountains that made the sides of the gorge, and that, mayhap, the slug-creatures had there and home in such places or came up it might be from some utter strange deepness and mystery of the great world. And the maid did bide very close unto me, and silent, whilst that I whispered. For the terror of the place did be on her, yet not to make her lacking of courage, but yet to put a monstrous awe upon her and a great and natural fear, and I likewise as you do know. And we stayed there where we did be a little moment and looked downward into the bowels of the monster cavern, and the shine of the fire-hole beat over the cavern in the near part, but there did be an utter mystery and deathly dark beyond the shining of the pit that did be within, as you shall remember. And in verity, as we stayed but to glance, I perceived that there lay humped things about the fire, and some to be black-seeming, and some to have a seeming of whiteness, but with no sureness in the color to mine eyes and there came a moving in one of the humped things, so that it did be as that an hill did wake unto an horrid life. And immediately I knew that the humps did be some utter monsters, mayhaps even the great slugs, a slumber about the fire-pit that did burn in that strange, deeply cavern. And I saw that I did ill for our lives, that I should pause even for a little moment to such staring and immediately I whispered to mine own that we go with all our speed, for indeed I knew not whether that our nearness had waked that monster, or whether that it had but waked by chance, and truly I was utter eager that we be gone from that place so swift as we might. And we went on then through all of the sixth hour that we did be in the slug part of the gorge, as I named it unto myself. And in all that hour there did nothing harmful come anigh. Only, as I did know presently, there came an unease upon our spirits, but yet to be very little at that time and we to be scarce knowing of it. And alway as we went there did be darkness for the most, and oddwhiles a vague murmuring of the night far above as it did seem. And presently the dull glare of a fire-pit to shine out far off below us in the gorge, and to seem very dim and unreal unto us, by reason of the smokes and the fumes that made a haze and a distaste in the gorge. And presently the murmuring of the night to grow somewhat, and afterward the sound of the muttering of the fire-pit to come unto us, and the murmuring to die into our ears that did be hearing now only the dull muttering, and so we to know that the murmuring of the night did be truly the far-off muttering of the fire-holes, and our eyes to guide our hearing and our reason to explain and knit the sounds, and so we to pass by the fire-hole with a great quiet and caution and ever with watchfulness, as you shall suppose. And afterward again into the dark, and presently again the murmuring, to tell that we came unto another of the fire-pits, that was yet afar off in the gorge and made dim echoes in the night and alway we went very watchful and in grim fear, but with steadfastness and good intention to win forth out of that desolation and horror, and having alway so great a speed as the darkness and the dangers and the trouble of the way did allow. And in this place I will make explanation why that I speak somewhiles of the fire-pits and otherwhiles of fire-holes for the holes did be those fires that burn nigh to the brim of the holes, but the pits were those places where the fire was deeply in the earth. And this thing I give for your enlightenment, even on a small matter, so that you shall have a clear knowledge to abide with me all the way, and you to agree of this for wisdom, and I to be pleased that you so agree.' And here also I should tell that there did not come a muttering from all of the fire-holes and the fire-pits, but mayhap from this one, and mayhap not from that one, according to the way of the fire therein. And this shall be plain unto you. And so shall you see us go, and the smoke and the bitterness of the sulphur to be all about us, and odd whiles the murmuring of a far-off pit, and oft the utter silence and to pass this time a lonesome fire-hole, and afterward the utter dark or the half-gloom all as might chance according to the nearness of the fires, and upward in the everlasting night the grim mountains to make a roof over us as I did suppose. And all this while did the unease, of which I have told, make upon us, so that presently mine own whispered unto me the thing that already my spirit did have to perceive, that there came after us through the night some harmful thing that did be surely no great way off as i did feel within me and the maid who have a likewise belief and truly i thought at once upon that brute that did wake downward in the mighty cavern where did be the great inward fire-hole as i have told but whether this did be true knowledge that we did be chased in the dark by that thing, or whether there came after us some other monster, I could have no sureness, but only that we did be chased and of this I had assuredness. And I set the maid before me, that I have myself ready to the danger that followed, and we made forward again then, so quick as we were abled, and she went very wisely, for she had good wit and had noted the ways of my leading and we went thus until the end of the seventh hour, and surely in that time we heard the murmuring in the night which told of a fire-hole somewise before us, and soon to have the red glare plain to our eyes, and the noise of the murmuring to die away into the nearer mutter of the fire, and so presently to be an eye, and we to make forward with a good speed, because that we feared utterly the thing that made quiet chase of us through the night. And oft I did look backward, and smelt the air, that I know whether it did be a monster slug-beast that chased us, but there did be no worseness of the smell to tell me aught. And alway I did be fretted in the heart that we make no greater speed. But indeed, as you shall perceive, our going did be but a slow thing in the dark places, and even thus we had many a sore tumbling and bruising and by this we were come almost unto the fire-hole, and immediately I saw that I knew the place, for there went upward beside the fire a great jaggedness of rock, that I had seen upon mine upward way. And surely I caught the maid in an instant, and bent her and she quick to obey with her body, and we were both immediately hid downward among the boulders and this I did because I minded how that there did be many of the monsters nigh to this same fire-hole as I did go upon my upward way. And we went forward then with an utter care, but yet to keep onward, because that there did be somewhat in chase of us. And in verity when that we were come opposite unto the fire-hole I saw that there did be seven of the monster slugs against the far side of the gorge, and did be all set upon their bellies against the cliff, and their horrid heads to be hid in the upward dark, and their tails to lie very great and soft-seeming in the bottom of the gorge upon the boulders. And lo, the maid touched me, and she drew me to look upon the near cliff of the gorge. And truly there did be three of the brutish things laid upward there, and a fourth did be humped somewhat upon a great ledge, that did be upward of the gorge, and just to be plain to our eyes. And surely it was as that we did be all surround by such monsters, and to make the heart sink, and fear to lie upon our hopefulness. But indeed the maid showed a good spirit, and I to have fierce determining that we come free of that gorge, and afterward in time unto our mighty home. And we made forward again, and did go creeping among the rocks and the boulders and so came presently past that place, and had not waked the monsters if that indeed they did truly sleep. And I made halt a moment upon the far border of the light from the fire-hole, and I looked backward up the gorge, perchance that I should see the thing that followed us. But indeed there came nothing out of the dark of the upward gorge, so that I knew that there did be some safe space to our backs which did be truly a comforting thing. And here I should tell how that there was no great stinking in that place where did be so many of the slug-beasts, and this to puzzle me, and in the end to make me think that some of those horrid things did stench more great than others, but yet I to have no certainty in this matter, as you do perceive. And truly this thing troubled me for I had been comforted that my nose should tell me when that the thing that made chase of us should draw nigh in the darkness, and now in verity I knew not what to have for assurance, for the awareness of the spirit was but a vague thing, and no more in such a matter than a feeling as of an inward warning. And we went onward then for a great hour, and with an horrid unease upon us. And thrice did we go by fire-pits in the darkness and alway I made pause upon the far side of the light that I should look backward, but did have no sight of aught, yet did my spirit or my fears warn me with new fear, and a greater sense of nearness, and the maid to confess also to this thing. Now we saw not any of the slugs for a long while, neither had there been any about the three fire-holes and the air of the gorge was grown something sweet and free somewhat of the stench and dead seeming things, but yet to be very bitter with fumings and smoke and sulphur stinks. And lo, in the middle of the tenth hour, as we did go, painful and with anxiousness in a very dark place of the gorge, there came unto us again the smell that told to us that one of the monsters did be an eye, and surely we had both a great fear in that we had belief that it did be a sign that the thing that made chase did draw near upon us. But yet did I to use my reason also, and to know that the stink might be from some monster that we were come nigh to in the darkness of that place. And I whispered this unto the maid, and she to say, very hushed, that it might be so, but to have no belief, and I to be likewise, as you do see and we pushed forward at a new speed and had many bitter falls, so that we did be all bruised, but not to know it at that time because that our fear did be so keen. And oft we made a little pause and harked, but there did be only the dismal drip of water from on high, and presently the murmur of the night that told that we drew near unto a new fire-pit. And surely this was a great easement to our spirits! in that we should have light to perceive our danger, and mayhap to win free. But to be in that utter dark was a thing to break the courage, and to breed belief that we did be utter helpless, and all wrapped in horror and despair. And the stink grew ever, as we made forward, so that I knew not whether there did be great monsters beside the fire-pit that was to our front, as I have told, or whether it made plain the advancing of the pursuer and we only to be able to make our best speed and to be weary with hope that we rush not blind into death, and alway to be chilled in the back with the belief that the thing that made chase did be very close in that utter dark and to gain upon us. And we knew not whether to make our belief to be the tellings of the spirit or the utterings of our fears, and so shall you perceive our plight, and we but to be able to make forward and in verity the dreadfulness of that time doth shake me now to think upon, and you also, if that you have gotten my tellings to your hearts, so that your human sympathy doth be with me. And there came presently to our ears the far mutter of the fire-pit, so that very soon the murmuring was lost to us in the night, and only the slow mutter to be plain. And the dull looming of the fire shone afar off, through the night and the smoke and fumings, and we to a great speed, and to pant with fear, but yet with a freshness of hope again to sweeten us. And we came nigh to the fire-pit, and lo, the smell did be grown very drear and foul, but there did be no slug-beast near the fire. And by this we perceived that we did be truly in an utter danger, in that the pursuer did be upon us, and the stinking to tell this to be truth and our spirits to have warned us very strong and proper. And I stopped near to the fire-pit which did be great and very red-glowing, and I looked upward of the gorge into the night of the gorge that we did come from, but the monster was not yet upon us to work our death, and I looked to the sides of the gorge and the maid to have the same thought that did be mine, that we climbed the mountains that made the sides of the gorge. And I looked very keen first to this side and then did run overward, that I looked more close upon the other, and afterward back again, for it did seem that we should have a greater ease upon the side that we did be. And I asked the maid whether that she did be prepared, and she to be very white and wearied, and all besmirched with the dankness and growths upon the boulders and the hidden pools of the gorge and the dripping of the waters but yet did she be sound in her courage, and to show that she had all belief and abiding in me, and her judgment likewise to be with mine in that her own reason did approve. And I took the bundle of her torn clothing from her, for it did be at her girdle and like to trouble her movings, but she to refuse, very determined, in that I did be already overburdened. And I to be firm in my deciding, and to make her to yield the bundle, the which I hooked unto the hold of the discos where it did be to mine hip. And the maid to be there a little figure and white in the face, and strangely angered, and her anger mixed with hidden acknowledgment that I did be her master, and half to be minded that she moved not from where she did stand, and part to be reasonable and fearful of the hidden beast and in part also to thrill in her womanhood unto the man that did be so masterful unto her. And all to pass in a little moment, and we to be to the gorge side, and busied very eager to the climb, And the maid to be first, as I did heed, and I to follow, and have constant looking to the task and to her safety, and alway to be bitter anxious for our speed to be good, and to be anxious the more then, lest that mine own should slip. For there did be an horrid wetness upon the sides of the gorge, as you shall have guessed, and horrid growths that blotched the great rocks mightily, and made an utter slipperiness, if that they did be trod upon. And we to have to come so clear of all such matters as we might, and yet to be speedy for our lives and likewise to lack no care and thought to the setting of our hands and of our feet in places fitted to the lifting of our weight. And truly you shall see that we went very desperate, and I to give word to the maid that she looked not downward, the which I was urgent upon, lest that she come giddy in the heart. But I, as you shall think, could scarce to keep from fearful peerings below so that I learned speedy whether the pursuer did come yet into the light of the fire-hole beneath. And presently the maid did gasp very weak and troubled with the soreness of the climb, and I came higher and set mine arm about her as we did be there upon the face of the cliff. And she stopped very still a little while, and an ease did come to her, and an assurance of safety and surely I kissed her there where we did be in that upward place, and her lips did tremble unto mine, and her courage and strength to come back into her, so that in a minute she did make once more to the climbing. And we came presently to a place where a great ledge did be, that jutted out from the mighty cliff, and was surely a huge way above the gorge-bottom. And the ledge sloped, and there were on the ledge great stones and boulders that did make lodgment there through eternity. And I looked very careful to our way, and saw that we did be in the path of a mighty rock that was over nigh unto the edge of the shelf-place, and did put fear upon me, in that it seemed that it should come down with great thundering upon us if that we but shook the place where it did be and I caught the maid very swift and gentle, and shaped our path unto one side of that great rock, and did presently lose my fear when that we did come safe from under it. And in a minute after we were come upward upon the ledge, and a very safe place it did seem, and surely as that no monster should be able to come upward upon us. And this I did try to make for comfort unto ourselves but that we both to know how that the great slugs could lie up against the sides of the gorge, and surely it did be like that they should be able to come upward clear of the gorge, and so to the place where we may to have safety. And I had no thought to deny this thing, when that it was clear to my brain, but set rather that we should have some way to fight the monster if that we did be discovered. And I thought in a moment upon the stones that did be about. And the maid in the same moment cried out that we should push the big rock down upon the slug that we believed to have chase of us, and indeed the rock to be a great weapon, if we could but stir it, as you shall think. And alway, as we talked very hushed, we looked downward into the deepness of the gorge, unto the upward end of the firelight, but there came no thing yet unto our knowledge, only that the stinking did rise up to us through that great distance and the fire-pit to seem now a very small burning and to give no great light up to us, and we neither to be able to see very clear of the gorge bottom, in that the haze of the fumes and the smoke was in the air of the gorge and made uncertainty, and we to be nowise proper free of the smoke even where we did be. And we watched, very set with anxiousness and fearful expecting of the monster, and did be both yet lost of breath and the maid that she made her word something broken for a little while. And lo, in a moment Nani cried out very low and sharp that the thing did come, and I to see a moving of somewhat in the same instant in the gorge that lay upon the upward side of the fire-pit. And immediately I saw the great and monster head of the beast come forward into the shine from the pit and the head to be of a blotched white, and to have the eyes upon great stalks that came from the forward part of the head, and the stalks to be set downward, so that the eyes looked upon the bottom parts of the gorge. And surely this doth be very horrid seeming to the mind of this age, but yet to have a less strangeness unto the two of us that had seen many horrid sights as you do know. And as the monster came forward, the more into the light, I saw that the great and utter mighty bulk did be all of that same whiteness, that did be so set over with blotchings and a seeming of unhealth. But truly the color was proper to a creature that did abide in so great a darkness, as you shall say, yet had those slugs that we did see been black and shining for the most as I have told. And this to be as I saw and I not to heed here that I try into explainings in this place, else should I be never eased of my task as you do see." And the monster slug came onward, and as it did go it set the stalks of the eyes in among the boulders, as that it did search, swayed now this way and now that way, from side to side of the gorge, and alway it pushed the stalks of the eyes inward among the boulders, and so to go forward searching. And truly it was very dreadful to see the thing make search for us, and to go so steadfast to so dread a purpose. And indeed I saw it not so plain as might be, because of the haze of the fumes and the smoke that did lie in the air of the gorge, as I have told, and made something vague the sight at this time and that, but yet we did both see a strange thing for when that the great white body did become half into the light, the slug-beast set out a big tongue among the boulders, after that it did peer thereunder, and the tongue did be very long and white and something thin-seeming, and the monster lapped inward in a moment a great snake from among the boulders, and the tongue did hold upon the snake as that there did be surely teeth or roughness upon the tongue. But yet, the distance to be too great for any surety of the sight, as you do know, and moreover there did be the uncertainty of the haze within the air. And the slug took the snake inward, all as it did lash and wriggle, and swallowed it in a moment, and in verity that snake did be a big and horrid creature, else had it been not so plain to our sight, but it did be as a worm unto the monster, and gone instant. And immediately the slug beast went again to searching, and the head to sway from this side unto that side of the gorge. And by the wideness and ease of this swaying shall you perceive the utter greatness of the beast. And alway as it did come downward of the gorge, it thrust the stalks of the eyes inward among the boulders, looking all ways. And oft the breath did come from it as a cloud and the stink to rise up unto us very plain and an abomination. And again we saw the beast set the tongue in among the boulders of the gorge-bottom, and it licked forth a snake that did seem so thick as a man in the body, and the snake to thrash in the great white tongue and to be immediately drawn inward and gone utter. And surely, as the thought did stir in me, there did be a great mercy over us in that we did not die by such a serpent in some dark and horrid place of the gorge. But yet, as it is like to be, mayhap the snakes did be only a nigh to the fire-holes, yet doth it be anywise a wondrous thing that we did come so free of them alway, and truly to learn was to be given a new terror. Now the monster was come fully into the shining of the fire-pit, and was upon this side, and the fire to make a shining against the side of the slug, so that odd whiles I did perceive very plain the huge wrinklings and muslings of the skin as the beast made onward. And alway it did search, thrusting in the eye-stalks among the boulders. And sudden it made pause, and did begin that it brought all the mighty body together and humped itself and brought the head part round unto the bottom of the cliff that made this side of the gorge. And it gathered itself, and afterward did lengthen upward against the cliff and begin to climb. And lo, I saw that the beast did scent of us and made to come upward to destroy us. And as the mighty hill of the body did come into the length against the great cliff-side, the beast set the ice-stalks into this cave and that as it did go, and into all crannies, and so lengthened upward very straight and monstrous and dreadful unto us, and did be as a white and mildewed hill that had an horrid life, and the stink to come up, so that we did be like to lose our breath with the dreadfulness of it, as you shall think. And surely for a moment I looked unto the rocks upon the ledge, and this way and that way, and upward unto the everlasting darkness that did be above us and again unto the great rock that did seem to quiver upon the edge as I have told. And I was grown utter desperate in a moment, for truly it did seem in that instant that there did be no power in the world that should slay so utter mighty a monster. And immediately, even as I did despair, I had run very swift unto the great rock and the maid with me, both very strained and shaken with the horror of the thing that did make upward unto us so sure and intent. And I set my strength unto the rock and heaved. But indeed the rock gave not from the place where it did be, so that I had a dreadful despair, for I saw that it did be more secure than had seemed. And the maid lent her strength unto mine and we heaved together with sore pantings and little cries to guide our endeavors, and because we could not be contained in that moment. And surely it seemed that the great rock moved, and lo, as we strove together to the task there came a vast and sudden grinding, and the rock to cease from our shoulders and to be gone from us, or scarce we did what of the happening. And the rock went over and rushed downward upon the monster, and with mighty crashings as it did grind and crush the face of the cliff-side with a quick and constant thundering. And I caught the maid, as she did stagger upon that dire upward edge, because that she had set her strength so utter to the endeavor, and the rock to be gone so sudden as you do see, and she to be like to follow after. And she clung unto me, and I to hold her very safe, as I looked down upon the falling of the rock. and behold. The great rock smote the monster in the humped part of the back, below of the head, and did enter into the monster, even as a bullet doth strike, and was gone instant from my sight into the vitals. And there came a mighty sound of anguish from the monster, and the monster did loosen from the cliff and to crumple as it did seem and sink backward, and a great steam of dread breathing to go upward from the beast and a reek and it made again the strange and horrid noise of pain, and the gorge to be yet full of the echoes of the rock thundering, and with the noise of the rock there was now mingled the horrid sounding of the death-crying of the beast, and the gorge to be filled with dull and dreadful echoings, as that an hundred monsters died in this place and that of the darkness in the gorge, and all to be bred of the noise of that mildewed hill a-dying. And the echoes ceased not for a while, even after that the monster did be utter quiet, for truly they came presently from far upward and downward of the gorge, out of all the eternity of the night, and to be as that they came backward very faint out of lonesome miles, and out of the strange deepness of unknown caverns of the world. And so in the end to silence, and the far bottom of the gorge to be filled with a white and horrid hill very dreadful, and that did yet quiver to show the slowness of death, and alway a dreadful reek and stinking to fill all the air, even unto the height as of the grave. End of chapter 12, part 2